0: Welcome to Talking Sense, I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. Let's face it, all of us have bad habits. Some of them are minor, don't have a major impact on our lives, but some of them are major and they can affect our emotional, physical, and financial well-being. So that's what we're going to focus on today, is helping you get out of your own way when it comes to your financial goals. But we also like to be transparent on Talking Sense. So I've got Chad Roller, my partner from Conway, here with me today. And uh, we talked through a few of our bad habits before the show. So let's talk about this.
1: Well, podcast approved bad habits. Oh, yes, of course.
0: The ones that we would let the public know about us.
1: Right. Because there's not many bad habits that we have.
0: Mm -hmm. there's probably
1: there's probably a list of at least 10 just around the office that you've got for me but (laughs) you know but i'll I'll say i'll say i'll start with mine on the minor because we got some minors and some majors right Mm -hmm. in the bad habit world uh we're all we're all human uh one for me obviously dr pepper that's a bad Mm -hmm. habit i gotta i gotta give you that one that one's pretty easy leaving dishes in the sink
0: and, and we talked about this, and you don't even necessarily uh, rinse yeah, them. Yeah, That's yeah. where I have a problem Listen, with this, Listen, I Chad. made
1: it to the sink with them. Okay? Which is better
0: than most of my family. You know what? So I'm going to give you credit for that.
1: So I do need to get better there. That's a bad habit, not, not transitioning all the way to the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I do need to get better on that. But uh, another one is being on the phone, sometimes yeah. being late. Yeah. Not being on time. So that's another one I need to work on.
0: So for me, I would say my biggest bad habit that sets me up for failure is that I let evening time me determine what morning me is going to do. So we all do this where it's like, okay, I have to leave the house at this time tomorrow. So tonight I'm going to plan to get off at get up at this time. But morning me never wants to wake up at that time. So it tends to fall apart. The other would be not Filling my gas tank the night before when I know it's low because morning me again is never going to have time to stop. And I know it, but I still put it off. So those are our minor ones. You can have a little chuckle on us. But as I mentioned, we're financial coaches. So we're going to focus on financial bad habits that could be getting in the way of your progress towards financial independence because we have a passion for this. It's why we have this show, it's why we do Talking Sense each week. So Let's start with our first bad habit, and it's emotional decision-making.
1: And that one is, we see that all the time. Yes. And finally, you know, a lot of times clients come in and they have, they're have they exhausted mm-hmm. because of a lot of those emotional decisions. And they finally get to the point where, okay, I've got to do something. Right. Yes.
0: How many times have we heard? I've made all the mistakes. I'm done making mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to change I've, this dynamic. I've
1: got to do something. But I, I think, uh, let's take a step back and realize. I think where this starts is, is we we can justify anything.
0: Well, uh, we weren't going to go there, Chad. Uh, yeah. We talked about that.
1: But 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 we can. We can. <laughs> and and what does justify mean? Let's just purely at the at the simple the definition is to prove to be right mm-hmm. or reasonable. So the definition is show or prove to be right or reasonable.
0: And we can convince ourselves when we're not in the best space emotionally that anything is reasonable. Oh,
1: and I think that's where we start right mm-hmm. there is is when we do get emotional, we can justify just about anything.
0: And this affects more than just finances. I know that's what we're yeah. focused on, but this affects more than just your finances. And And so that's the problem is when your emotions are out of check... You make poor decisions typically. And some examples of this are when we get in that trap of trying to keep up with those around us that we see on social media or we see, you know, around our neighborhood. I know for me, when I see all the things that some of the other moms do for their kids for those special days at school, I will overextend myself trying to live up to that sometimes. And yeah. that's just not that's not healthy.
1: Yeah. And so financially, the, the late night bowl of cereal turns into a late night Amazon purchase. Yes. We got roasting me over it. here. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that. I just maybe assume that. I don't know. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. But no, I think I think it is. I mean, it's 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 the same with our eating habits. We can emotionally we can emotional spend. Yes, And that's one of the things that just uh, it turns a minor thing into a long term thing over time.
0: And that's through debt, because when you're making decisions in the moment without planning ahead for them, when you need that instant gratification, then what tends to happen is you have to use debt credit cards to be able to buy those things. And and what I've seen a lot of people do is they say, well, yes, I can't afford it today, but I've got this payday coming. And then it doesn't come. And so you've planned for it. And it's not there, so now you're owing somebody an APR until you can get it paid off.
1: Now, is there anything wrong with those Amazon purchases? No.
0: Not necessarily.
1: No, but if it's part of the budget. And Mm -hmm. that's where the the lack of planning and not having a budget uh, does not create the space for that impulse
0: buy. Yes, so the solution to that bad habit is starting with creating a budget and sticking to it. And another thing that I had to do for a time back when I was making some Amazon purchases a little out of balance, I had to remove my credit card information from the site. So I couldn't just easily throw it in my cart and purchase it at 3 a.m. when I was frustrated about something. I had to wait and, you know, because half the time just having to get up and go get my credit card is going to delay me or my debit card is going to delay me from making that purchase in that impulsive moment.
1: Yeah. And and so, you know, some people have taken the uh, the pickup, Mm -hmm. the grocery pickup. And have used the grocery pickup to keep from the impulse buying too. Yes. So that's another solution. Yes. Maybe setting a uh, grocery list or setting a priority list for uh, the purchases in that week mm-hmm. will help you keep from making those impulse buys.
0: Yes. And then another thing I used to do, and I still do, is when I have a purchase that's over a certain dollar amount, I put it in my cart, but I'm not allowed to hit the checkout button for two days. That way I get, I get myself out of that impulsive brain and if I still want it two days later and the budget can support it, then I order it. And, it, and again, it, I also kind of like to do research on those bigger purchases. So taking the time to do the research and not just buy it in the moment will help me not do that. So that's the first bad habit is those emotional decision making moments and learning to create boundaries for yourself is the solution.
1: Yeah. And not, not just justifying every single purchase. Yes. Look at it from a different angle.
0: Yes. Our second bad habit we're going to talk about is failing to plan ahead for expenses and emergencies. We all have these things that we know are coming, right? So the problem here is when you get into short-term thinking, it's going to impede your progress. If you are just living paycheck to paycheck because you're not allowing yourself some margin to plan ahead for other things, Christmas is still coming.
1: Christmas is coming.
0: Birthdays are still coming.
1: Sooner than later, although it is October.
0: Right. Oh. <laughs> shh, shh. Don't make me <laughs> but, panic. But um, you know, i had, you're not this prepared.
1: A, yeah, you're not prepared. But I, I'll I'll give a personal example. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a hailstorm. Six forty-five a.m. Two-minute hailstorm came through, and just the deductibles started just going out the mm-hmm. roof. Right. Because it wasn't just the house. No, it's cars too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, you know, I've experienced that just back in the spring, and you know, thankfully for the emergency fund, we're able to cover those deductibles, but. You know, if it wasn't for that, then now, you know, that puts an additional stress on everything is not being prepared for the, you know, the life happen moments.
0: Yes. And, you know, you talked about deductibles and I, people always ask, you use the word emergency savings. How much should I have in emergency savings? And we've always said, if you need a number to shoot for, 2000 is a great start. I know that may feel big, but if you take minor steps every day and you make progress, you can get there faster than you think. But the best emergency fund is one that could cover it if all the wheels fall off. So if you had a health emergency and you had a homeowner's emergency and you had a vehicle emergency, you need enough to cover all of those because you never know what's going to happen.
1: And I think it's a good idea to just take a look and see what your health deductible is, mm-hmm. your auto deductible, your homeowner's deductible. And uh, you know we're insurance poor in a lot of ways. Yes. But uh, using that as as part of the planning tool to figure out, okay, hey, if I do have all these deductibles in this year, how much is that going to be? Mm-hmm. And so that that's a good starting point for the emergency fund as well.
0: And another kind of blind spot that I've seen with with younger people with families is they have a family, but they don't have life insurance that would cover their family enough. I think a lot of people think, well, I need life insurance to pay off the house or I need life insurance to pay for a few months worth of missed work. But we've found that it needs to be much higher than that, typically.
1: Yeah, the life insurance is is that big emergency. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, some of the other ones that we carry, the short-term disability, long-term disability. And, uh, you know, without just adding every single policy (laughs) that is available out there, you know, I think you need to incorporate those deductibles and what insurance coverage you have with your emergency fund.
0: Yes, So what's the solution? Again, making that setting aside of your emergency fund a priority. You can do something to help yourself out right now. So you go to your payroll site and set up an auto draft to your savings account from your payroll, even if it's $10 a pay period, something to get that goal started and get that goal going. Because anything you can automate is going to help you meet that goal faster. And then make debt elimination a priority. For some, that may mean getting a side hustle for a short period of time just to get things back in shape, but it's worth it. And then when your debt's paid off, don't just absorb that money into your budget. Use what was your debt payment to really light the fire on your emergency savings so that you can have three to six months worth of your expenses set aside, which would be like the gold standard when we talk about emergency funds. And then get life insurance. Just just get some life insurance coverage in place to protect your family Um, One of the things I didn't know about before I started working here was because, you know, I have kids. I thought, well, if something happened to me, my spouse is going to get some social security support to help them out with those expenses. What I didn't know is there's a blackout period between when the the youngest one graduates and when the spouse turns 60. There's a blackout period. So there's no support coming in to replace income during that time. So if you're not planning ahead, they may be in a bigger pickle than you thought.
1: Absolutely. 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 So the last one bad habit number 3 of burying your head in the sand financially.
0: So I've I've got personal experience with this, not on purpose, but where it was like I have other things to worry about. I'm not going to worry about this particular bill right now and then it went to collection. And then I'm in a pickle because I didn't communicate. Whereas if I had just called and said, "Hey, let's set up a payment plan," I would have been able to avoid that chaos. Also, you can't make changes if you haven't identified the problem and created some space for change?
1: Well, I think, you know, we can, we can get emotionally driven about a lot of things in life, and we can take that emotion to an extreme. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the other extreme side of it is, is just burying your head in the sand and saying, you know, I, it, it's not worth it. I'm never mm-hmm. going to get there. I'm never going to achieve what I want to achieve. I'm just going to get in survival mode. Yeah. And we see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, hopefully... They come out of that, and that's when they come into our office and say, "Okay, I mean, I'm emotionally drained. I'm ready to do something different. Mm-hmm. And change is tough, right? Yes. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of um, being uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm. in order
1: to grow. And so, if you think change is okay, you know, go go home and try to brush your teeth with the opposite hand, right? So I'm yeah. right-handed. So <laughs> you're thought about that. But yeah, know, but but yeah, go home and brush your teeth with the opposite hand and see how comfortable you are with change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, making changes can be very overwhelming sometimes, but it's, we've found that, you know, small changes, creating the good habits over time takes how many days to create a good habit?
0: 28 to the last time I read something.
1: So it's not going to happen overnight, Mm -hmm. right? But burying your head in the sand is not the way to look at it.
0: No. So if you catch yourself just avoiding creating the budget for some, it's like, I don't want to look at how I spend because I'm worried I'll be stressed about it. but I can't change how I'm spending if I don't know how I'm spending already. So if you find yourself avoiding that, if you find yourself putting off investing in your employer plan, or you find yourself telling yourself, I'm just not good with money. None of that stuff is helpful. None of that is going to move you where you want to go. So start with the basics. Start by looking at your spending habits and creating your budget. Reach out to your HR manager to figure out what the match is and make sure you're at least getting that match um set a date and a time for this week to make a step that's going to move you forward just start with something but don't put it off and if you need coaching and accountability there are options out there whether it's using a an education program um connecting with an advisor getting an app to help you be mindful of your spending there's a ton of different ways that you can take steps very you know basic steps to move you forward um, I've talked about this before when it comes to my fitness. You know, I may not be where I want to be, but if I know I'm taking steps, my mindset shifts. Like if I work out in the morning, I eat better throughout the day. Do you ever find that? No,
1: you're exactly right. Yeah.
0: And I think it's the same with our finance. If we if we prioritize our education and staying focused on our goals, then we do better.
1: Absolutely. And if we get a couple wins, you mm-hmm. know, pay something off, you get that win, it gives you that momentum. To go in, you know, go, in, go to that next level with it.
0: Yes. So it's time for our two cents today. And Chad, I'm going to let you go first.
1: So I think going back and looking at your spending habits and analyzing it from a, a, a thought process of how did I justify that spending? Mm-hmm. You know, did I just talk myself into it or is there really a good reason behind that? And analyzing your spending will help you in the next, you know, when that next itch comes up or that next item comes up that you say, oh, I got to have this. Maybe you look at it a little bit different or maybe you just don't do as much. Mm-hmm. So really, really understanding how you're making decisions about the spending that you're doing and, and, and not just justifying every single thing that
0: we purchase. So understanding the psychology behind your decision making. That's a good one. And I would say we all know that life happens. We all know the emergency is going to happen at some point. We know Christmas is coming. We know birthdays are coming. So take steps today to set yourself up for the win next time. You can't control your past decisions, but you can make better decisions going forward. Thank you so much, Chad, for joining me today. And thank you guys for joining us on Talking Sense. We hope we've given you some tools that maybe you can identify to do better on your journey to financial independence. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Jim Wolf team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities is offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Jimwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.